Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast and YouTube. Today, our guest will be Ivor Stephen, all the way from Australia. This is your host, Lisa Tomi. Stick around. You're in for a treat. Well, welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast and YouTube. My name is Lisa Tomi, and we are in for a treat. Today we have Ivor Stephen with us, and I want to welcome you, Ivor. Hello, Lisa. It's lovely to be here from Geelong in Australia. We're a long way away. Thank you. A long way. A long way away. One of the places I always wanted to visit. Maybe I'll get there yet. Yeah, it's um, well, Geelong's down the bottom end of Australia, down near Melbourne, you know. So it's, oh. It, yeah. The only place through the way is a little island called Tasmania, so... It's um, it's a long way away. Yeah. Now in Australia, it's kind of summer there, isn't it? Oh, we're going into autumn now. It's um, into autumn. Yeah, it's just starting to get a bit cooler. Today will be a, <laughs> today will be a cool. I don't know, about twenty one, twenty two, which is about seventy mid seventies over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Ivor has uh, written this book that's going to be coming out can you tell us about your book well the book well it's a book it's a poetry book of course but uh it's it's um kind of a, a story book it's a poetry i've divided it into chapters and uh, it's i start off with a bit of nature to, to get people in the feel of the book and um the second chapter is about my caring days. I had a wife that MS, serious MS, and um, and I cared for her for thirty years. So the book is a bit of a story about her, and um, and we go from there. And of course, as I developed my writing and over the, over the years, um, we got into different topics and we talked about everything and uh, anything, from flowers and birds and bees to a bit of mystery. Fantasy, a few little, I don't think they're horror stories, you'd call them weird, a bit weird. <laughs> I've got, I think the chapter's called, um, not horror, but weird, that's chapter nine. So um, it's, so I have a bit of fun here and there, and because um, I, I believe you've got to see the funny side of life, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, life's tough enough without getting down on top of yourself, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And before we go too far, mm-hmm. Lisa, I've got a big wave to um, Kerry, my, what do you call it, collaborator and illustrator. She lives over in, not far from you in Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. um, oh, Ben Salem, which is just out of Philadelphia. And she's a very important part of this book project. Um, yes. Amazing girl. Okay. Now, got that done. Hi, Carrie. Yeah, she did a beautiful, beautiful job on your book. Really yes, beautiful cover yes, on that. Yes. yes, um the illustrations inside the book are she got five. We had as the book fell and words fell and poems and chapters start, we had five empty pages and Carrie was able to do these magnificent illustrations for me. Wonderful. Which kind of depicted the um the chapter that the um illustration was representing, you know, and um 
She did an mm-hmm. excellent job, excellent job. But you'll have to buy the book to look at the pictures, okay? There so you drawing. Go. I got yeah. you on that. Now, yeah. what motivated you to write this book of poetry? Carrie. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I was visiting Philadelphia. Um, um, you know, it's been a lifetime dream to go over to Philly and visit my relatives over there. And um, uh, and we were sitting down at Kerry's place and having a chat around the kitchen table as you do. And, and she knew I wrote all these poems. And and um, she was her idea for me to do the blogging. She insisted I start this blogging career and to get me poems out there. And she, she always said, your poems are okay. And I said, oh, they're just poems, you know. <laughs> I write them for myself. But anyhow, she said, get them out there. Anyhow, I was over there a couple of years ago. And, and I said, you know, I've got a lot of poems together now, Lisa. And um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, well, why don't you write a, a book of a, of a collection? And I well, I can't do that, Kerry. And she said, of course you can. And I said, you do the book and I'll do the drawing to you. And I said, okay, that's a deal. So it's been two years in the making, okay, over all this time, okay? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's been a project. And, of course, I've had um, lots of people encourage me through my blog sites to go and give it a go. And um, so on the way I went. Of course, um, we had the COVID year and kind of become um, a, a time to sit down and do the project. You know, you had plenty of time at home, Lisa. We were kind That's of for locked. Sure. Yeah, we were locked inside and isolated. And um, rather than whittle my brain away doing nothing, I kind of started this book project. And um, it's been a process. I'm not a writer of books. I'm more of a poet. I do. Although I shouldn't say that I'm not a writer of books. I, I do um, a booklets called Tullawalla. They're also called Tullawalla and they've all got a different name. And I've done 22 of those. And they're, um, what would you say, um, about 40 to 45 poems on each booklet. And I kind of um, do PDF copies and hard copies and off my computer and uh, I sell them overseas and to people and local people and in groups and uh, I make money out of them and but all the money is donated to the uh, the MS Society here in Geelong. Oh that's lovely. Because my wife suffered um, you know if people mm-hmm. read my story a bit she 30 years of being in a wheelchair and with bad MS so um, yes and um, of course I'm pretty attached to that little niece called Kerry because she's in a wheelchair. <laughs> She in a wheelchair suffering from SMA, you know. The initial stands for spinal muscular dystrophy. It's, um, it's a very serious complaint, um, but she handles herself very well. Mm-hmm. As, as did my wife, Carol. She handled her 30 years of MS um, very graciously and with a big smile. Okay? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So you're, you're, were you kind of like her caregiver? In some respects, yes, yes, old home caregiver, mm-hmm. and I try to work in between, and didn't do that very successfully. But <laughs> you do these things, um, and of course, um, when people that pick up my book will understand that um, halfway through my care and career with Carol, um, you call I suffered a stroke, you know, 
Well, it wasn't mm -hmm. really good for me. But mm -hmm. <laughs> we, and she had to go away and I don't know, hospital care somewhere and they had to try and get me better so she could come home again. So that was a process. And that's when I started kind of writing because, um, what do you say? Um, couldn't speak too well, couldn't sign my name, couldn't read too well. And my words were all jumbled. I um, like a typical stroke sufferer, you know, I had trouble with that communication thing. And, right. uh, so I re rehabbed and, and I started up doing what do you call um, crosswords, you know. Oh, okay. Of reading the dictionary to get the crosswords done. They weren't very hard crosswords because I was probably nearly illiterate by then, you know, after the stroke and um, couldn't speak too well and words were kind of jumbled, you know. But anyhow, yeah. um, I taught myself through the dictionary. He was my best mate, Mr. Dictionary. And um, <laughs> and then a couple, oh, about three or six months into the, you know, um, we really had people said, you're going pretty well, Ivan. I said, why don't you try writing some words? I'm like, I should be writing terrible. Well, it doesn't matter if you're writing terrible. You, um, um, it gets good practice for you. So I started to write down a few little lines. And because I couldn't write a story, but I wrote lines, mm -hmm. three or four lines, then four or five lines. And um, I like to rhyme at the end for some reason, but it seemed to go okay for me. And um, I think my neurologist, my surgeon, said, um, there's something in your brain that has been dead for years and a stroke forces that those dead parts to wake up you know they have to start working again you know things mm -hmm. that never worked before in your head well but that's a lot of my head these days but, in here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, you're that determined was so that was the start of just writing a few lines the guy wrote for myself and I used to show my wife carol but she'd have a good giggle, so I said, "Well, this is a good idea. It gives my wife a bit of, bit of a giggle." So, um, so I started to go, and then, you know, you you see your therapist and all these sort of things, and um, they said, well, "Why don't you join one of the local writing groups and things like that?" So I did that about I don't know, eighteen, nineteen years ago, and John Writers Association, and just started up as a little boy in the corner, you know, with the dunce hat on, all that sort of stuff. But, um, <laughs> But it's um, it was a, it was all good for me, you know, and uh, I even got to a stage you now I had I could go along to Geelong uh, called Lower Case Geelong, a Lower Case Poetry Group, and they uh, used to do live recitals, you know, and I even got to a stage that I could step up on the stage and um, recite a few poems. The the words were a little bit sloppy, but um. People seem to enjoy my words, so that was okay. You know, it gave me a bit more confidence to go on, you know, and do things. You know, mm -hmm. that's and, wonderful. Um, yeah, so it was all all a good. I suppose it's basically a rehab session for me. So poetry's been mm -hmm. a rehab. So and it's all progressed from there. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, and because originally I'm trained as a scientist, I was I went to school and did chemistry and maths and all that sort of stuff and I did I'm an industrial chemist you know and um worked worked at the cycle company here in Geelong and um and then I became a plumber because that was one of those things that happened in life and um my dad was a plumber so I had to go out and help him he got a little bit sick and things like that but I 
So I stopped doing um, chemistry and become a, an apprentice plumber and um, probably the the owner and the, and the worker while Dad was recovering. And um, it was a, another case of being thrown in at the deep end, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> I seem to be able to, I, I think a lot of my poetry is I seem to be able to swim okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it's, um, it's, 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 it's all been about living life and, and, and still looking at the, the good side of life, you know, even though we all, we all, I think we all have a story and we all have our difficulties. That's what life's all about, isn't it, Lisa? I'm not quite yeah, sure. it's true. That's it's true. true but we all, I don't think you live life unless you've um, had to jump a few hurdles, you know, mm-hmm. and you've fallen over a couple of hurdles on the way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, you know, what would life be if we didn't have some struggles, right? That's right. We well, wouldn't have nothing to write about, would I, Lisa? We wouldn't. Yeah. No, no. we have no reading. So, yeah, writing. So in the early days, I wrote about Carol and the struggles we were having. But I branched out. And, um, of course, she passed away. Well, this year will be nine years. So she would be gone a while now. So I've kind of graduated, as life does, you know, into... Um, you know, into these different areas, which I found fascinating to learn that I could do these sort of things. So that was another learning curve, you know. Right, right. But do you want me to read a poem? It give us a I bit do. Of a... I was just getting ready to ask you if you would like to share your well, poem. Well, um, I'll pick one out of the first chapter. Um, you know, the first chapter is um, Nature, Trees and the Air We Breathe, it's called. And this one's called Potpourri. It's kind of a metaphorical poem and it probably tells you about reflection of my life and life in general and nature itself. So I'll start with this one, Potpourri. I have a visiting bluebird standing in my potpourri bowl, bathing aromatic leaves, singing a reverie about her dying tree. And I join in with her plea. Trees are the air we breathe, feeding us food and sea, nourishing land and sea. Please, please let us grow and breed. And in the morning, mist, beside the prop puri dish, there the bluebird is lying. I see her sad eyes crying. I hear her choking, but still singing. My fragile wings are not flying. Give me pure air to breathe. Give me clean sea in my feed. Before it's time to begin walking, find me those holy waters and I'll try swimming. Nice, very nice. That's um, potpourri air. I kind of tie nature and things together with thoughts. Yeah, and I like life, that. And life experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Welcome together. Yeah. That's kind of, I don't know how it happens, but it happens that way. So <laughs> that, was, that was my first little poem. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah. oop, I've, I've got to turn the page, Lisa. Excuse me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oop. There. Do you want another one now, or we... Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. You sure? Sure to be sure? Okay. Well, chapter two. 
this is of course this is chapter two called um my empty hands are full of memory and rhymes it's probably my story with carol and my life story a little bit this one's a, a poem towards the end of that chapter it's called decades of storms and most of my poems have been published in you know the online magazine like spill spill words and and places like that and vita brevis and all those sort of magazines i so you know those ones but uh, i kind of latched on to the um what do you call it um the american your your place um through their magazine scene which is there's a lot of opportunities to mm-hmm. get your poems out there you know yeah right. so so and through writing i think um um what um yeah, I've, I've got a into a, a american online scene through the go dog go cafe magazine or blog site it, it's not huge but it's it's a nice spot for writers to be in. I'm on the the um, a member of the baristas they call them, where the cafe baristas, oh. and we and we <laughs> kind of and we kind of invite other people to write in, and and I kind of peruse their poems. But it's it's a fun little place to be, you know. So yeah. that go dog go cafe, and if, if people can blog that, and then it'll up it and come. Just okay. go dog go go dog go cafe, and yeah, go dog go, go dog go, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's a bit of fun, another area, uh, somewhere fun for me to be, okay? And, oh, the poem. I better start with this poem. I tend to ramble a little bit, okay? I get, okay. I get sidetracked pretty easily. Um, okay. I, I suppose I had a fair few, few years that um, I couldn't talk too much, so maybe I've broken out of that little shell a bit, Lisa, okay? <laughs> Anyhow, well, this one's called, it's a short poem. A lot of my poems are short. Um, I think I have this concentration span for that amount of words. But um, yeah, I'll do this one. This is an interesting poem. It's called Decades of Storms. Over the decades, I've lived through many storms. Yesterday, I read about an Atlantic island storm. After midnight, I had a dream about my last storms. At dawn, I shall open my door to the storms. I will then wait for my storms to vacate the dark and ask the morning sunlight, am I still the pilot? Mm-hmm. I kind of um, had a little I bit of a twist. I, I, I like to put a little twist at the end. Um, I like that little twist at the end. My um, I've got a couple of my pen friends on blog sites, and um, they kind of write to me. You write interesting poems, Ivan. You have a, you seem to have a finale at the end. We always look forward to your little endings. And um, <laughs> and, um this is kind of something that happens for me naturally. You know, it's not it's not something I aim to do. It's just um, I used to say, oh, I don't know, I did that. Yeah, it's funny. When you get into, I don't know whether it's a habit or it's part of your nature. Well, my life has been like a twist. Everything's got a twist at the end, you know. It's um, but people's lives are like it. Then we have a, we get to a stage, and all of a sudden we have to turn a corner, don't we? Mm-hmm. 
the corner's there to go around. The corner, there's the corner. You've got to go around the next corner, haven't we? We've always got to go around another corner soon. It's not a straight line, Lisa. Is my, I think that's the way to put it, and it's not a straight line. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be, we'd be plain sailing. We wouldn't need lighthouses, would we? We wouldn't need lighthouses, and we'd probably be bored. Yeah, and the, the, the seas would be too calm. We end, yeah. up getting sea, we end up getting seasick on the calm waters, you know. It'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and sunburns at that. And, and well, sunburn. Yep. Well, maybe I'll turn a page. What do you think? Okay. I've got me a little clipboard here. I'm nearly organised, you know. Not bad for us Aussies. We tend to be a bit <laughs> casual, okay. Here we go. Oh, there. This, oh, this one from Chapter 6. Oh, what's that one called? Um, Air, Land and Sea. And of course, um, I've travelled. Actually, a few years ago, about three or four years ago, I went to China, Lisa. That was an interesting one of those tour things to China. It was an interesting oh. trip. I don't think I'll be I'll be, be going back for a while, but um, it was. A, <laughs> but it was. I saw the lots of old sites, and um, you know, it was a fascinating place, China. You know, and in more ways than one, it's um, but it's kind of um, out of reach at the moment. But uh, and uh, I wrote this poem when I was. There's another bit to my story because a couple of years ago I had another stroke, and uh, so February two years ago I was just. Emerging from hospital again and rehab again, going through the same old things, you know, and and, um, and but I got well enough. They put me on the plane, and the whole idea was to get over well enough to go over because I already booked my ticket, you know, halfway through the year before to go to America visit that Kerry, hi Kerry, and <laughs> <laughs> and visit Kerry and. While we're there, we'd sit around a table, and because she had some nieces and everything like that, and um, we'd be groups of kids, and and I kind of wrote this poem while I was over there. It's um called Dreams of the Heart. This has been published around in America. Probably spill words if I remember rightly. It's Dreams of the Heart. I cannot walk the continents like the intrepid Marco Polo. But my feet have felt the sands of time pass between my toes. I have not sailed the high seas like the courageous Christoph Columbus, but my body is has bathed in an ocean full of kind hearts. I'm yet to fly into space like the brave Neil Armstrong. But I've reached for the stars I touch my soul's dreams. How's that one? Lovely. Lovely. And that was written at the table there in Ben Salem, where my cousin niece Kerry lives, and cousin Ken, yeah. It was lovely to catch up with the Philadelphia family. There's a crew. There's a crew of them. There's, um, <laughs> um, oh, I don't know, there seems to be million of but probably only about 30 yeah so i get to, i got to stay at different houses and um i stayed for four or five weeks one oh, of those nice. was one of those um dreams come true lisa you know yes and that and that poem kind of touches my heart and um mm -hmm. kind of reflects reflects the journey 
of my life and where I've been and what I've done. Just four little stanzas, but um, I think it said everything I wanted to say, you know. Yeah, and that very last line really summed it up nicely. Yeah, well, you know, you go and it's all about, you know, there's every step, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And because I had, um, oh, I don't know, I had another little strike after those two strikes, but they poured me on the plane and I got to fill it off, okay? <laughs> and they look, I actually ended up going to New York and stayed there a week first and um, saw the Big Apple. And um, it's a pretty Big Apple, isn't it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> New York. So um, I, got, I got lost a couple of times because I was by myself. And that was that was another. And I got lost there. Another, you? <laughs> here I am, a kind of, I wasn't, I was walking, but not very steadily. And um, I had a backpack on me. I look like a tourist. I look like a tourist from Australia. Although I got called Irish in a couple of places, so, so I didn't mind that. I do. I don't mind being called Irish. Okay. So I, I think there's probably some in in Australia we've got a lot of Irish descendants, a bit like the the um, eastern part of America. You know? It's all steeped in those sorts of um, descendants. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an interesting. It was an interesting time to visit all yeah. my relatives. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another poem. What do you think, Lisa? Okay, do it. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. You haven't asked me. You haven't asked me too many questions. No, you've, you've been telling things quite well without me having to ask. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do. Um, what do you call it? Um, I'm a storyteller, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You say that. You I don't know whether quite I'm. A... A yeah, you've yeah. told us quite a bit without me having to ask the question. So yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably more of a storyteller than a than what you what you say um a poet. How's that? But I think oh. that's the job. But I think that's the job of a poet, isn't it, to tell a little story? To tell a yeah. little story. Yeah, I remember it being over in um in um Ben Salem in the land room there, and all the grand nieces and the little kids were there and. I've got a couple. Of, they're in the book. I've got a, a, a trilogy. Um, it's called My Dragon. The trilogy of my it's about. <coughs> Excuse me. I'd have a drink, Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a saga. It goes over three three poems and starts with um, My Dragon coming out of the, the mire and all that sort of stuff. And he's got a harpoon in his chest and he's dying. And the second chapter is. I cut the, I cut the um, the harpoon out, and and he's in a bit of pain, and it takes him a long time to recover. And the third chapter is, my dragon can eventually fly again. It's a bit of, a bit of a kid's story, for mm-hmm. grown-ups. Okay, for okay. a kid's story for grown-ups. It's fair for grown-ups. So I'd be there in the land room at Ben Salem and um, telling the story to the little kids sitting around. Watching this crazy man from Australia tell the story, and because I'd have all the little pantomime actions, and I'd have the kids there being the dragon and harpoons in their hearts and rolling around the floor, it's all a bit of fun. So, um, <laughs> and and the kids couldn't stop laughing for hours. So it was a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> they go. They probably went back to school and said, "We got this crazy 
crazy, crazy Uncle Grand Uncle from Australia telling these crazy stories, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have many good memories of it. There was, it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, with another poem. You ready for another poem? I am. Okay. I'll get it down off its little launching pad here. It's another kind of, oh, this one's from the last chapter, chapter, oh, chapter 10. And of course, it's beyond the blue horizon. It's about dreams of the, dreams of the future, how things are going to go and, and hopefully the world is going to be a better place later on, you know. But um, this one's called Tall Ships and Encore. Um, fellow passengers, stay calm. We're still afloat. I must moor this old sinking boat. Well, then alight. Walk the plank tonight. Venture ashore. Continue to explore. Search the empty stores, find every closed door, under creaky floors, inside living pores. I'm ready for the chore. I need to know more. I need to discover the final score before I'm too old and poor. Let me go. Let me soar. Fly me to my encore. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's um, it, it it it's all about hope and things to be better in the future, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, and it was written before the um, well, well before, because it was written a while ago. It's um written before the uh, COVID and all this stuff we had last year. But it it kind of pertains to that very. Maybe I had some foresight, or I could see the crystal <laughs> ball. Not quite sure, maybe but it so. kind of, but it kind of um reflects their COVID year very well, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. And, and that's by sheer coincidence, Lisa. It's there so, you go. Yeah, maybe I should go in the, um, the world of fortune telling. Eh? There you go. That would be a, another avenue to try, fortune telling. <laughs> yes, yeah. I put the, yeah. um, I could put a cap on and cover put the a balls. Cap on. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. And um, <laughs> get myself a tent, you know? Set up outside, outside, outside the circus. Yeah. Sure, See, that I'm would sure be your next next venture yeah. in life is to do fortune yeah. telling. <laughs> well, um, well, I hope that the... your uh, book is is uh, is does well. Uh, I think it's it's got a beautiful cover, and the the poems that I have read from it are lovely. Thank you, Lisa. They really tell a, a story and. You know, I really appreciate you coming on here today. Is there yeah, anything well, that we haven't talked about that you wanted to share? Oh, there's always lots to talk about, Lisa. But because <laughs> um, there's ten chapters, so I've only given people some snippets. So the books, mm -hmm. I, I think I sent you the um, had a couple of nice reviews, and mm -hmm. I, that that kind of the reviews about how varied my words are and how different my poems are. And, but how they all centre around kind of hope and compassion. There's all touches on all those subjects with the hope always on a lighter note at the end or a twist at the end of mm -hmm. of where of hope of hope. You know, I think the book's Absolutely. about 
the book's yeah, got so. a lot of um, the book's got a lot of um, not about the future, but about about there's better times ahead for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. As always, as my little Kerry would say, Kerry, hi Kerry again. <laughs> I know she's watching, and but she would say, I think it's her catch cry is um, don't let the world bring you down. Mm-hmm. That's right. I might end on that note, Lisa. How's I, that? I, I think that's a good note. Thank you so much, Ivor. Thank you it's for having pleasure. me. It's um, been you. a bit of fun. Been a bit yes. of fun. Thank you. you have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Stick around and listen to some closing music. You have a wonderful night. Bye.